played lots of sports growing up and baseball and basketball and I swam competitively and and right. six five, three hundred pounds, you swim. Yeah, I got I got too big for the speedo, is what I would say. <laughs> uh, Whoa, I don't want to hear about that. Yeah. I was at, at OTAs. I remember my first practice I got in a fight. <laughs> Probably got concussed. It was a big D defensive lineman, a big cast on. And I was, you know, I didn't want to get punked and back down and went at him. Basically, you know. I think it was a decent fight, but probably didn't get the better end of it. And uh, and I, I remember that as the first one of the first practices in OTAs, this fight <laughs> with you know, veteran D lineman, probably not the best move. Hey, welcome back to another rep. My name is Steve Hagan. I love this show. I love it because everybody gets to tell their story, and you get to hear their story. And today is no different. So thanks for tuning in. Hit like, hit subscribe, tell your people, and let's go get another rep. Let's go! Paul Zukakis, my man. It's been, you know, we were just talking earlier. Welcome to another rep, first of all. Really Thanks, appreciate Coach. you coming on. And uh, it's been about 18 years since we were together, but it feels like yesterday. You look the same. Oh, a wow. Bit, a little bit grayer in your beard. A little gray. I got the, I got the gray in the beard. Yeah. But the NFL maybe turned that gray. That's right. No doubt. No doubt. I know. I, Tell everybody your, your college story and your draft story, and we'll kind of get through that. Paul, I was coaching at the Browns when Paul was playing O-line at the Browns, but let's wind this back and tell everybody where you played college football, who you played with, and um, and then how you felt about being drafted and all that crazy stuff that goes on. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, thanks for having me. And um I remember those days fondly and, and I always appreciated you as a coach. You were, you know, you were my position coach and, and probably people that listen realize, you know, spent a lot of time with your position coach, but you're always somebody I thought of very fondly. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm glad to be on, but my, you know, I grew up in the Boston area. It's not really a hotbed of football, even though people are big New England Patriots fans, but it's not it's like, not, it's not Florida or Alabama. It's not, it's not Florida and Alabama and, Ohio, certainly going to Ohio, yeah, right. in Ohio and seeing what that was like. Um, but I, you know, played lots of sports growing up and baseball and basketball and I swam competitively and got six, I, five, 300 pounds. You swam. Yeah, I got, I got too big for the speedo. Is what I like to say. <laughs> uh, Whoa, I don't want to hear about that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, just That's funny. Over- I don't care who you are. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I fell in love with, you know, football in high school, um, you know, uh, and then was fortunate enough to, I went to a boys Catholic high school here in Boston. Uh, it's, it's actually called Boston College High School, referred to as BC High. It's 1,200 boys, big high school in the, in this, in the Boston area. And then fortunate enough to get a scholarship to Boston College um, as a four-year, you know, didn't redshirt, so I was young. I was, I remember playing just turning basically 18 I was 17 graduating high school turning 18 and playing at the time in the big east um and then played four years at bc um I I didn't redshirt so I was I was uh you know really young going to the NFL too I was drafted at 21 yeah um, Yeah. which isn't always the best when you're a lineman (laughs) But, uh, uh, but I was fortunate enough uh you know in 2001 it was I was the seventh round pick the 201st pick in the seventh round. Um, so how nerve wracking was that? 
And did you have an agent who says, oh, you're going to get drafted in the third round or you're going to get the, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, unless, you know, there's kind of that old saying, if you, unless you're the first pick, you're disappointed. Like there's, yeah. everybody thinks they're going a little higher than they usually are. Um, I was certainly in that case where I was thinking I would go higher. Um, I got kind of wind of it. Like I remember like the Friday night before the draft, another agent that I, that I had been talking to was like, I think he, he was talking to my mom and he's and she, he's like, what do you think where Paul's going to go? And I think she might've said like third or fourth round. And he's like, you know, let Paul know he's probably gonna go a little later. And I was like, Oh no. Like, and then, yeah, it was ended up, it was a long weekend. Oh, man. Um, and, you know, looking back on it now, I'm like, I should have been so excited and thrilled to be part of the NFL. And um, yeah, seventh round, um, pick i remember the call i was in my basement my gr- my grandmother lived in the basement and uh i was in her her in-law apartment and yeah i got the call it was uh butch davis and um and who who's the one the judge uh, jerry ross uh was it jerry rossberg or well he was our special teams coach and yeah. So he called, he called me too, cause he was at Boston college as a defensive back. Oh, coach. there you go. That's right. So he was on the phone. It's Jerry, coach Rosberg, you know, great guy. And um, so I, I talked to both of them and I didn't, you know, two days later I was out for a mini camp in Cleveland. <laughs> You're like, what the, what? And I'm just hanging up the phone and you're on the plane going to a mini camp. That's right. And I, I, and I was right after the mini camp was the end of my, my senior year at Boston college. I was graduating that spring. So it was, you know, kind of flying back and forth. Um, Drafting in April, mini camp the next weekend. That's right. And, and then you got to go it. back and graduate, make yep. sure you're in shape because you got to come back to OTAs. I was at, at OTAs. I remember my first practice, I got in a fight. <laughs> I probably got concussed. It was a big defensive lineman, a big cast on. And I was, you know, I didn't want to get punked and back down and went at him. Basically, you know. I think it was a decent fight, but probably didn't get the better end of it. And uh, and I, I remember that as the first one of the first practices in OTAs, this fight <laughs> with you know, a veteran D lineman, probably not the best move. Um, but then I, uh, yeah, I went through OTAs. I remember being at the the rookie symposium in 2001, and um, I had like a lump on my throat and a sore throat, and I, I ended up with mono. So like leading into training camp, I lost 25 pounds. And it was kind of like, what do you want to do? do There's a chance I could go on pop, you know, be on pop. And, yeah. and I was like, I was feeling better right before camp, but I was still lost like a lot of weight. Oh, yeah. And then we yeah, went into camp and I think I did, you know, did okay enough for like them to keep me around. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. ended up, ended up on the practice squad for the first half, probably half of the season. So let's talk about that. Yeah. They cut you. And then they're like, uh, we'll bring you back on the practice squad. But there's some time in there where you're like, oh, what what the heck is going on here? You know, I remember they did a real they did a really good job of kind of internally recruiting me because I then I had other options. That's right. You know, to go to other teams. One of them was New England, I think. Um, And that was you you hope. Yeah, right. (laughs) I probably hope. Um, But it was a similar deal, and I liked everybody there, and I liked all the, you know, all my teammates, and all of, all the coaches were fantastic, and um, so I was, 
you know, I, I think looking back on it, it's more of just like, you know, in, you want to make the team, you don't want to say, you know, the practice squad that kind of feel like people are like, Oh, practice squad. They think anybody can be on a practice squad and like, yeah, right. you know, so, you know, I, I was probably more embarrassed than I was like worried that I wasn't going to have a job. Um, and yeah, but was on the practice squad for at least half the season. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I remember getting a call from Bruce Arians called me to say, I made, you know, they were releasing somebody and I was making the team later on that, that first season. And, uh, was finally on the active roster. And then I was there for four, you know, four total seasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy to make an NFL team. I don't care if you're on the practice squad or you're on the team, you active roster. It's, I mean, tell people how that feels and, and how difficult that is. It is really, especially now, I think when you're in it, you don't realize how tough it is almost like you're just playing. You're just, you know, everything's great in front of you. It's such a scheduled routine, you know, sport, you know, certainly in professional sports, you kind of just, you know, exactly what's going to happen at any, at any point. So you don't really have time to the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Then you don't know what's going to happen ever. That's, that's true. That's true. (laughs) And, um, but you know, there is a, you know, we were kind of talking about, there's a huge leap from college to the NFL. Yeah, and let's I, talk about that. What's the, I, what's the difference? Because everybody in college goes, oh, I can't wait to get paid. I'm going to the league. I'm, I, you know, what's the biggest difference between college and the NFL as far in your mind? It's, it's, it's certainly the speed. It's, I, I always compare it to like going to high school to college is a massive leap and it's, a lot faster and it's the, it's equal to that going to the nfl it's just like going from high school to college where it's like whoa this is a different level hey, college hold on, real quick hold on real quick yeah. butch calling me oh no way but hey you know i'm doing a podcast right now with paul zukakis <laughs> so can i call you right back we were just talking about how He's so grateful and so thankful that you gave him a call and drafted him in the 201st pick in the seventh round. <laughs> it's so fun. So, yeah, I'll tell him hi for you. I'll, I'll call you right back. All right, bye. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. Hey, so That's I'm great. sorry I interrupted you, but, man, it's hard, isn't it? It, it was really hard. And, um, and, you know, I, th- I think for some of the players too, like this, like the scheme and like the detail that goes into it, the plays and it's, you know, it really is like moving up from, you know, addition, subtraction, division, you know, and then multiplication. And then all of a sudden you're algebra and then there's, it, this keeps advancing. Yeah. Um, you're doing, you're doing trigonometry, but you're on the run. You're and on the run. Yeah. Somebody's chasing you or you're going to get hit by them. That's right. <laughs> and for, for me, I always felt comfortable with the playbook and understanding what I needed yeah, to do. It was, it, it was the, it was the size and the speed, you know, it was the athleticism that I was on the lower end of in that league. Um, but, you know, what you find too is, is just how, you know, there's a size and the speed and not like maybe from certainly the guys that can bench 225, 35 times and run the four, three forties and all those guys. But they're just like amazing football players, guys that are just great at football and see things faster and are better. They might not be the fastest or the strongest, but they're football fast and they're incredible players. I love um, what you just said. They see things faster. Yeah. 
because you see this, you know, you started a business, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, but when you hire people or when you're working with people in your business, not football, your business, there's certain people that see things faster or get it faster. And they're just no doubt about in it. that realm, that game, they're ballers. Like, you know, and, yeah. and you want them on your team, but. And it's talent. Yeah. It's a you know, combination of either lots of talent or lots of experience. And yeah. Yeah. And you know, pretty soon it gets to be like, okay, so some guys have experience way out the roof, but they have, uh, their talent has diminished where when they first get in the league, they got talent, but zero experience. And then it starts to, you know, you know, work its way out. Let me ask you about this. So just the hardest thing about playing and staying in the NFL, what do you think that is? Cause we talked about the difference of college and, and, and the NFL is speed and intelligence and all that. What's the hardest thing about staying in the NFL? You know, it is, you know, there's the injury side, you know, the real physical side of the NFL it is, and it is a lot more difficult just playing through lots of pain, right? The, the only time you'll feel good is right with the day, day before training camp. <laughs> and then you're, you're, you're playing the whole season. And know, we which, tell you that this is the last day you're going to feel good. That's right. You're going to have a broken finger, a torn this or Okay, yeah, twist, yeah, there's you're gonna have something physically, and I think that's for a lot of NFL players that's they can live with that. It's the mental side of it, the stress of the job, and you have to have a real tough stomach for it to kind of live on your living, especially in my certainly my position, too, in particular, where I was never guaranteed anything in terms of making a team like training camp. I had to make a team, like, I wasn't you know, this. 15 guys on the team, like, you know, those guys are then another 15. You're like, I, I, you're pretty sure that those guys will be too, you know, the 30 guy. And then the last, the last group you're, you're in it with a bunch of guys. So, yeah. you know, you got to kind of, I think what you said, not to interrupt you, but the stress of, of getting an injury because you see some guys get injured and that's, they're done. And the stress for, rehabbing that injury whatever it is you know we can play with a broken finger you can do that you can't play with a broken tibia or a you know some of the strained mcl some guys play with them some guys don't and it's stressful and you know you don't want to be in that training room rehabbing all the time when the team is out there practicing because then it's like yeah you can't it's the quote you can't make the club in the tub <laughs> yeah. yeah you you know if you're and if you can't make the club you can't pay the rent no in college there is no rent to pay because you're just yeah. back at the dorm or back you know they they give you the money regardless of whether you stay in the training room or not so yeah you're in your depending on the injury sometimes you're better off just not telling anybody about it and you know <laughs> i was i went through that you know in college coming out i i had you know some injuries but i i was playing in the East West shine game. And I, I, I don't know what I did to my shoulder, but it was bad. I couldn't like lift my arm up and something there. And then in the combine, I was like, I'm not talking about this at all. Even though I had a bench and I had to do things with my shoulder. I'm like, I'm, I can't have, like, I had a knee injury. Maybe that was a concern and a concussion that I was out for a game with. And yeah. so I'm like, I can't build up this injury resume. So I'm going to keep that one to myself. And 
you know, there's some of those things too, where you're, you know, you want to get treatment and you want to be professional about it. I think there is a level of like professionalism and like how you treat your injury. Um, but you also don't want to be the injured guy missing, just, you want to miss practice, you know, whatever that is, don't miss time for in, especially for a guy, you know, seventh round lineman, that's a guard, you know, you're, there's enough, there's plenty of, you know, there's enough of them make it find another one. So you have that in the back. Of your mind. It, it, it gets, it calluses you up. It does. It does yeah. It calluses your, it calluses you up physically because your pain tolerance will, it, you'll either not level up to your pain tolerance or you will really level up. If you don't, you're out. If you do, you continue to go because you learn how to rehab and you learn how to push. You do. Yeah. And then that's noticeable. Because everybody's like, whoa, this dude, yeah, this dude is tough. This dude is, he's playing with a broken finger, a poked in eye, a jacked up back. I mean, he just keeps going. And, yeah. And you become a valuable uh, player. To yeah. Because, and, and you know, as a coach, you know, that you want, you value that certainty of knowing that the player will be out there and you can count on them. And then all of a sudden, if they're, is this guy playing this week? Like you'd rather, you know, sometimes you'd almost rather another guy that you know will be playing than, somebody a little bit more talented that it's week to week of whether they're going to be out there. Cause you're like, I spent all my time with this one guy and he's not playing in the game. And then, you know, I'd rather be working with somebody I know is going to be out there every week. Yeah. Uh, you remember so. Aaron Shea? Yeah. Oh, Aaron. Yeah. I still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Shea balls, man. I've yeah. done, I've done one of these with him too. And um, we were playing Pittsburgh and he got in a fight with Joey Porter. Oh, I remember that. And he broke compound fracture in his finger because it got caught in Joey's face mask. And it was a big wrestling match. And he snapped his finger. And he's like, coach. And he comes over his fingers like pointing west. And I was like, trainer, you know, help this dude out. So then, uh, you know, we cut the glove off. It's a compound fracture. It's nasty. And um, uh, I said, what's going on, man? You all right? He's like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm all right. It don't yeah. look all right. I didn't yeah. say that. I just was looking at it. I'm like, that don't look all right. No. And, uh, um, yeah, my, my kids are at halftime because this has happened, you know, before. And we go in at halftime and I don't see him, you know, because I always go around and talk to you guys and everything. I'll see Shay and I'm like, okay, he's in the training room. So Butch grabs me and he goes, hey, is uh, Shay going to play? Is he going to finish the second half? I'm like, I'm pretty much sure, but I'm going to go ask him right now. <laughs> and, I knew. and so I go in, I go, Hey, Shea balls, man, you feeling all right? He's like, no, hell no. I, ain't feeling good. I said, you go finish. He goes, shit. Yeah, I'm going to finish. He's holding his finger and it's all, you know, it's all sewed together and everything. And I'm like, it's on you, man. And so I go back out and I tell Butch, he's, I said, he's going to play. Cause you know, we need to know, is he going to be on all the special yeah. he on he all played every- special teams? He was, you know, that dude was a warrior. And so, uh, I said, he's going to play. So we go, <laughs> and it was like the, maybe the, you know, we get the ball first to start the second half and couch throws him a pass <laughs> over the middle and Palomalo just splatters him and he, <laughs> Shea gets up and he spikes the ball and he comes over, you know, he doesn't ask if he can get out. It's a first down and all. Yeah. And he just kind of taps his helmet and he walks towards the sidelines. I'm like, I think you're in, you're in, you're in. He's like, no, hell no. He's throwing the ball. <laughs> He's like, I can't even catch. No, I, was just, right. I was like, man, you are a tough sucker. Yeah, he is a tough sucker. Yeah. But that that that's a long story to just emphasize how tough y'all are players. Uh, you know, just 
you just get that mindset of that lion and you just go and you go and you go. You do. And and you're right. You get used to it and you learn how to live with it. And Mikey, yeah, my kids are always, I don't know if you can see my pinky. My, I have that Ben pinky still. They love it. You know, they're always like, let me sh- show me the pinky. Like you really can't move it. I'm like, no. And, and that was, yeah, it, was, it happened in a practice and I finished the practice and and you, it could never heal because it was you know, <laughs> just locked up that and it was healed that way you know so <laughs> oh that's great i love that hey man let's transition to what you're doing now well you let's do this before you did that before what you're doing now you got into coaching so you got a little sense of what that's all about <laughs> tell me what yeah. that's all about yeah i was a graduate assistant in 2000 so i was done playing i went into say i was in uh, technology sales working at a large technology company and definitely not what I wanted to do and glad I did it, but um, went back into coaching. I was a graduate assistant at Boston college. And as mentioned, I played off as a line, but I was uh, on the defensive side. So I was working with the linebackers and that was, that was, it was a lot of hard work. I mean, GA, you're just watching film and breaking down film. So, you know, I think as a player, you think you kind of understand the game and you do from your position. And then seeing it from that lens, you really learn a lot more about football. I had some great, there's some great coaches at BC, defensive coaches. Um, and so learned a lot. Uh, a couple of great linebackers, Luke Keekley and Mark Herzlick were in that linebacking group. And you made them great. I, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> i absolutely had nothing to do with it no, but it was to do with it because you got all that film and everything ready but yeah. that's right it was, it, but it was super it was super fun and then you know i was coming out and i was you know getting some interviews and um you know had a couple opportunities but there was a, a, a local high school that was uh under sanction they they had like this you know private high school that was long story but there was something that they were doing with like, you know, the aid and the scholarships. And, yeah. uh, and so they, they were on san- under sanction and they, they had been historically pretty good. So I was like, Oh, I could be the head coach at this high school, kind of rebuild it. And we did. And we, we had, we won four new England, four league titles and let's go. And, and it was a lot of fun. And one of the, one of my players is uh, a running back for the Packers now, AJ Dillon. Wow. Um, so we had a lot of success and, and then, so I was coaching and then kind of the, how I got into my, what I do now is, you know, coach with part of coaching is you watch a lot of video, you will watch a lot of film yeah. and um, had used a lot of different videos. Was that hard for you to just say, you know what, I'm done coaching right here? Or, or was it just time where you just like, you know what, I got to do something different? Um, it, yeah, I don't think it was, it wasn't hard. You know, it wasn't, it was a right decision. I wasn't, like, oh, I, I couldn't picture myself doing it for the rest of my life. That was one thing. Like, I loved coaching, you know, but I was also working at the school and, you know, and just couldn't imagine myself doing that for the rest of my career. Yeah, it's a lot. And then, and also knowing, you know, I talked to guys like you, guys that have coached a long time. And it wasn't like you talk to lots of coaches and they're like, no, you gotta, you gotta stay in it. Like, this is, this is the best job in the world. A lot of them were like, it's not it's not that great, you know, and it, it was a lot of like, and I, I took it to heart, you know, it was, yeah. you know, I didn't see myself moving around a lot and, yeah. you know, leaving, you know, picking up in January after getting fired and 
leaving the family behind and going off. So I, I kind of had that in my mind when I had some opportunities to do other, you know, kind of move up into college or there was a couple NFL type of opportunities, entry level type of jobs. Um, but it was like, you know, this, I, I, I don't see it. You know, I don't see it for my yeah, life. No, Hey, you it's know. a commitment. It's hard. It can be very hard on families, you know, cause you're moving around and all that. But so really it's like God had you as a player and then he had you as a coach. And then and when you were coaching, you were breaking down all that film and that got you into what you're doing today. 100%. And yeah, so let's tell everybody what you're doing today. Cause I think it's awesome. Yeah. So um, my company is we played sports. Uh, we automate highlights, create new highlight packages for colleges, conferences, other sports organizations to distribute that video. Um, the real, the market really is short form video, you know, live viewership and in-game attendance struggle. Yeah. Um, and, but sports consumption is through the roof. It's just done through different formats and it's really through this lens of what we call moments um, and that's what we call these clips of video that have lots of data and lots of time and energy that go behind those plays. You know, that six second play took a lot of years and talent to develop from a coaching standpoint, from a player's perspective. And how do we bring that to life and, and bring it to market and create more of it for not just the touchdown, but also these other great plays that happen within a game? Yeah, um, we we do it for men's and women's sports and colleges, too. It's part of our mission is to create, you know, that you know every, athletes are athletes they will everybody works really hard at it they want to have their moment you know be showcased or have access to it or have fans want to watch it yeah absolutely so we create that opportunity for that video working directly with a college or a conference that would be the rights holder of that content and then we can help distribute it and get it out there create it for them easier and efficiently uh, than ever before so it's been it's it's been great and um you know it's been four years, you know, I think. So probably, you, you founded the company, right? I did. Were you with anybody else or were you just like, you know what? I got this idea. How, how, how do I bring this idea to life? You know, it was, you it was a partner that you played with or coached with, or it was just like you're sitting around and you just told your wife, Hey, I got this idea. And she said, let's go. Yeah. She, and, and it's a great point too, about how supportive my wife has been and, it's like a coach's coach's wife, you know, you, you'll go months without pay and you'll, you know, you kind of live, live on the edge. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. Uh, they get calloused up too, right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, you, what you do is directly reflected in what you're producing, you know, and so there, there's no, there's not a lot of luck involved. It, it, you know, there's, there's breaks you can get and there's no doubt about it, but yeah, it was really a concept I had and, um, and thankfully, you know, Boston's a really rich tech technology area, you know, area. So, um, you know, found some people that were great with the, you know, in technology and so found some other people that had more experience on the business side of it and kind of pulled together a team, just like you would as a coach and, um, and, you know, trying to execute, you know, whether it's very specific type of you know, features and functions or business opportunities, or just like trying to create a vision and keeping the team together kind of through the ups and downs of a startup. Yeah. So how many people are on your team? So we have nine now. Okay. Um, and hopefully You're the head coach. 
Yeah, yeah. I was. I had a coordinator over technology or software, and a coordinator yeah. over marketing and all that. That's right. I also I hired a CEO, a really talented um, guy that I got to know. So I'm uh, probably a player coach is probably the better way to describe me. I'm, uh, if if he tells me what to do, I'll, I'll do it. And uh, but he's, <laughs> we we have a fabulous relationship in terms of we we really lead together and, and coach together. And um, he's had a lot of experience in this world um so you know we we uh we have a great relationship in terms of you know he listens to me and i certainly if, if there's something he needs me to do or thinks we should do i i'll default to the experience but we have a great you know it's awesome. you've been doing it four years right um i'm sure if i asked you you know what'd you learn we could go on for four hours probably but um where do you want to take it where where's what's the vision for four years in the future or 14 years in the future. The, the vision is any great moment in sports goes through, we played um, and we treat it with care and we add additional information to it. So it can be recommended or searched for or found or watched by somebody across lots of different channels and uh, social media platforms. People that love sports can get access to these moments quickly, you know, quickly. So that really the vision is any great moment in sports is comes through we played and it's at the end of the day is for the fan and we're treating that with a lot of care and respect and um, and you know it, it really is for the fans and the athletes uh, is how we look at it even though we sell the product to you know the schools and the conferences or any other sports yeah. organization interested in it. To me, that's like a virtual trophy case. You know, I was just thinking that when you said that, because, yeah, you know, when I played, it was 16 millimeter film or something like that. And, you know, you couldn't even do that. You could digitize it now. But to have that of my kids, I would just love that. You know, the the whole uh, it's like a virtual trophy case for them. It, it, it is a lot right. like that in trophy case, I guess. Yeah. And and we've the, the technology is really cool, too. So we it's some cutting edge technology and we bring games on live. And so those moments that just happened can be produced from we played right away and can be distributed or, you know, 25 years later, you're at a, the hall of fame dinner or the, the team gets back together. There's the video is still available and easily accessed in the same sort of way. It would be yeah. right after it happened. It's so cool. You know, so you go to the NFL, I mean, it feels like a, a blip, right? Feels, I mean, how long did you play in the NFL? Yeah, it's five years. Uh, four in Cleveland. My last years with the yeah. 49ers. and I, I didn't really, I didn't play at all. I was hurt, and we were talking about it. I wasn't making the Pro Bowl anytime soon, so it wasn't, you know, yeah, big demand out there. So, but it, you know, s- certainly s- still one of the most memorable experiences. As as fast as it happened, like I remember so much about it, and 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 I think when you're done playing, you kind of have like this maybe resentment and now that i'm older i just was i'm so appreciative of like that opportunity and and all the the people that i met and and so thankful and it still you know pays off to this day being a part of that club you know people hear it you how few people are part of that fraternity you know it's it's rare you can always say yeah hey I got drafted and played in the NFL for five yeah. years. That yeah. you have that trophy with you for the rest of your life. Your kids love it. You got you got evidence of a jacked up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you got it all, man. So hey, 
I'm going to bring this to a close. And I always ask the show's called another rep with coach Hagan. You've been repping something for your whole life. Yeah. What does another rep mean to you? You know, when you said that, I, I, the first word that comes to mind is perseverance, you know, where you're trying to get out another rep uh, is how I think of it is, you know, you do a set of eight and you, you let's do another rep uh, to get to nine. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's really been a part of my life is that perseverance and just might not go your way and you try to get another rep in and things tend to work out over time if you keep, you know, keep that persistent persistence towards it and, and have the perseverance to do it. Um, so that's what I, but I, when you say that, that's what I think of. What's it, what is, if I put it in the context of your business now, if we played sports, another rep, what do you think? It's all, you know, more customers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it really is, it's, it's, you know, never settling never settling for good you're always trying to be great and you know but knowing what what is today is not what it'll be tomorrow and and you have to have that vision and that you know that perseverance to keep going to keep improving on it and not to settle on anything or think anything's good or bad just keep working at it and um you know not everything's gonna always pay off but uh good things usually happen whether you know they're incredibly good or or not is, is another question. But, you know, if you have the mindset that things don't happen overnight, um, nothing's given to you, but you just keep working at it, there, there's opportunity out there. Absolutely. You've been blessed by having an opportunity to just be who you are. You're a great dude. And then play college football at the highest level and then go to the next level playing in the NFL and then getting married and having three beautiful children. I mean, you just, you're, you're blessed beyond measure. And sometimes life is so fast. We don't realize it. But. It's true. I am blessed and, and, and thankful and appreciative of, of a lot of, a lot of opportunity. Appreciative that you've called me and, and got to reconnect <laughs> to us. Since, uh, you know, I'm on Boston, I'm in Boston. So nice Thursday afternoon, catching up with an old friend and, uh, reliving some memories this is great man Thanks, i love having you on paul this is just awesome catching up you look great uh, <laughs> always had that youthful look and just you know it's just so fun reconnecting with guys so i love it so appreciate you man yeah thanks coach really appreciate it paul thanks so much for coming on another rep i love reconnecting with you i love hearing your story i was a little bit of that story just a tiny bit of that story but i loved it i love every second of it Hey, if you like this show, hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends, tell your people, and let's just keep repping. Paul, you keep repping, I'll keep repping. I am out.